Holiday Expectations, Episode 149. Welcome to the Awaken You Podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome, Awaken You in Your Marriage Partners. Oh, right now, as you listen to today's episode, I am away on a family holiday trip. Hopefully, doing something adventurous like snowshoeing, even though right now we don't have enough snow to snowshoe in, but I'm believing it's going to fall between now and then. Hopefully, we'll be sitting around the fireplace, playing a game, having lots of laugh therapy, and yet, at the same time, (laughs) we are talking about a family vacation, right? So that means that old, unhealthy family dynamics can start bubbling up to the surface. And what typically happens is that us adult children, we fall back into old, familiar childhood patterns, even though we're adults now, right? It's just like that dynamic. Today, I want to talk all about holiday expectations and mostly around the house and within your marriage, activities, circumstances that involve both you and your partner, including how you will handle time together with people that may rub you the wrong way and ignite those old familiar patterns that you thought you had done the work of unraveling. Actually, so today in my mastermind group, our month project was to watch The Family Stone. And if you haven't watched it this holiday season, go watch it. I found it on Amazon Prime. I just loved watching it. But, you know, so what we did in the mastermind is we studied each of the characters and talked about how we would coach them if um, we were coaching them and looking at their dynamics and all the things. And that was so much fun. When we were talking about Sybil, the mother, the last thing we talked about is how we could have helped her possibly feel better during that holiday season, which of course, if you've watched the movie, and sure, this will be a spoiler if you haven't watched the movie, would be her last Christmas here on earth anyway with her family. What I thought about is what I want to share with you. I'm going to share it on the Instagrams. I am going to be doing it myself is really thinking about who we want to be in these holiday interactions. When it's all said and done, when it's over and we're looking back on the holiday, the the time together, Yeah, just like who do we want to be and what kind of influence do we want to have on the other people? We already know 
we're pretty certain anyway how certain people that we have that have been part of our lives for our whole life we're pretty certain how they might show up what they might do to activate us right and to send us into old familiar patterns and so we can think about that ahead of time think about how we want to make it easier on other people so that they can feel good, right? We talk about that co-regulation. So when we're showing up in a certain way, we are influencing the people around us. So how can we maintain emotional regulation? How can we stop ourselves from falling in the same old relational holes I want to leave that with you for for something something for you to think about as you contemplate your holiday gatherings and this can even be gatherings with just friends friends that activate you. <laughs> Today's episode might be a bit like watching popcorn pop. Last night we were wrapping up our reengage Um, marriage group. And um, we brought snacks for all of the couples to celebrate the 15 weeks that we had worked through. And we got talking about popcorn because we brought popcorn as one of the snacks. And we were talking about the little whirly pops. And that is one of my cherished childhood memories. I remember the original house that my parents um, had when I was an infant. And I remember climbing up on a chair and them putting this whirly pop popcorn on the counter. We had just gotten it. It, it was a, a thing <laughs> to watch. You know, watching the thing spin, the oil and the seeds and the popcorn starting to pop. It was fascinating. But I've decided today to discuss things as they come to me. So let's see how this plays out. Hopefully it all makes sense. I know that it will make sense. And I want to hear, you know, from you all, I want to hear what you struggle with when it comes to the holidays. What are your expectations and how might those expectations be setting you up to not have such a great time, right? So since I started talking about family gatherings and vacations, let's just go there. If there are sticking points, interactions that tend to always pop up in certain company, then think ahead of time, plan ahead of time about how you might want to handle the situations, play it out in your head, write about it. What happens when so-and-so does such and such? How you might want to set boundaries, right? Whether you, you speak them out loud or you put them, you know, in your mind and then plan a conversation with your partner to discuss options if they're going to be there, right? Like, so if it's a family gathering or even a friend gathering, to talk about like, you know, hey, when so-and-so, when and if so-and-so starts talking about this person, person who is not there and starts gossiping, spouse, I would say to my spouse, 
I am not going to include myself in those conversations. I can't stop people from doing what they do. But spouse, this is what I'm going to do just so that you know. You get to do what you want to do. You get to decide. But this is actually a boundary I'm setting up for myself. I am going to get up and leave. If people ask, I will say, I do not want to gossip about somebody who's not here to defend themselves or speak up for themselves or tell their side of the story, right? Now, if you're talking about their family or friends, like your spouse's family or friends, be cognizant of how your spouse is feeling, right? Ask them how they're feeling and share your feelings around specifics like this. So if this was my, if this was Jeff's family, I might say that I noticed this dynamic with so-and-so or so-and-so. So if I step out of the room or go downstairs, it just means that I'm pro- I'm processing something or I just need to give myself some space because I'm thinking thoughts and I don't want to think, right? I want to let people be who they are. With your own family, notice how you might even revert into parent-child roles when you're in um, that community. Notice how you might even lose your own sense of self, meaning you might, your values, you might step out of your values and kind of start acting like a child, maybe slipping into old patterns that you've worked to change. Just notice. And I really recommend as you listen to this that if this is your first year kind of being aware of some of the things that I talk about here on the podcast, it might be you just observing. You observing what activates you and why. Kind of even go through the the three steps of conflict because that will teach you quite a bit about what is happening inside of you. And I also want you to know that it is okay and normal if you do slip into old patterns. It's okay. It is all that awareness that I'm talking about. Once you're aware that this happens, you are on the road to recovery. Second, like I said, start becoming aware of these tendencies and work on creating new boundaries, even contemplating what a boundary might look like. And of course, when you start discovering things, you can book that courageous love conversation, write it all down, process through it, and let's talk about it so I can help you move forward, take your next step. So for example, this is what I talked about a little bit earlier, but if gossip is how your family talks, like they really enjoy talking about other people and you don't want to participate, like I said, share with your spouse what you want to do instead. And it might be just getting up and leaving. Um, Maybe it's that you want to be asked to be excused because you don't want to participate in this negative conversation about someone who isn't there to even stand up for themselves. But you get to decide because what I also want you to think about is if you're 
courageous enough to be able to say that, you want to think through about what reactions you might get from that, right? And how you will respond to those reactions. And if it's your spouse's domain, you may want to sit back for a bit and just observe what's happening. Decide what you want to participate in, what you don't want to participate in, and make sure you have conversations with your partner about what you will and will not participate in and why. Now, with these conversations, know that your spouse totally does not need to agree with your stance, and that's okay. You do not need them to follow along with you. But as a couple, you'll want to discuss how the other person will handle your choice, right? Because your partners, even if you get up and leave from a gossip conversation, you do really want to back each other up, right? So if you have a people pleaser for a partner, you would want to discuss that you would really appreciate if you would stay by your side, right? That you wouldn't dismiss your reasons for leaving the conversation. Now, if they choose to stay in the conversation and then later decide to share all of the things about the conversation, make sure that you kindly remind them that you aren't interested in participating in that conversation. You don't need any recap. It is going to be important in these conversations that you understand the soft startup. So go back and listen to episode 45, which is creating better marital communication by considering the startup. And that soft startup includes your tone, your approach, your body language. It's not accusatory or critical. You speak from within your circle, talking about your experience instead of talking about what other people are doing wrong or how you think they're making you feel, right? Because it is never what they're doing. It's what we're thinking about what they're doing that is creating our emotions. One thing I have been doing with my parents is I have stopped thinking about them as parents. Now, I'm just starting to practice this, so it isn't 100%, but what I have been reminding myself of is that they are adults. Yes, they're my parents, but I'm trying to cut that line and I'm working on treating them as adults, not my parents, where when I think about them as my parents, I have a lot of expectations about how they should show up, right? But when I think of these two people as adults, it allows me to be an adult, right? It has helped me separate out myself from them, which allows me to conserve my own own sense of self, and my own values. Now, let's talk about holiday expectations in general. How are you all doing as you navigate the holidays and juggle all the things? Have you taken time to evaluate all of your expectations as well as 
to ask your spouse about what their expectations are, as foreign as it may seem. You and your spouse most likely have very different expectations when it comes to all things holidays. And this is not deliberate, right? It is the it is the water that we swim in or we swam in, swam in when we were growing up. Like we saw the things that our family did and we took that on as our family tradition. We don't take into consideration that our partner has a total, totally different upbringing. My husband, remember, pretty much grew up with his dad. And though that's not 100% true because his parents didn't get divorced till he was 13, he doesn't have a lot of memories of holiday traditions. And I think possibly he's blocked all of that or, or blocked much of that. There is, you know, like looking at your expectations around the process of getting the house ready, decorating, like what's important and why is it important? If you have a spouse that maybe grew up in a house where everything was taken care of, it wasn't really a tradition where everybody was involved. Like maybe the kids just came home one day and the house was all decorated and it didn't mean much to them. So being able to explain your reasons for wanting things a certain way, gift-giving expectations to what you know, you'll know you say yes to or no to, believe it or not, and when it comes to any family vacations, getaways, or gatherings. It will also be important to discuss each other's expectations, right? Maybe you're hoping to rest up after all the added activities. So if it's after the holidays, right? Share that with your spouse who might be thinking it's time to have a lots of skin time. And that way, neither of you will be disappointed. And you can plan for both, right? You can have a healthy, united decision about how the holiday is going to go. This is also a perfect time to practice those communication skills. What is coming up over the next two weeks? What's on the agenda? Instead of keeping it private to yourself, openly discuss it. What is sort of making you anxious or overwhelmed and why? And would your spouse be willing to help out here or there? What still needs to get done? The gift giving list. What's on it? Who's on it? Can you give me some help with some ideas? Make time to collaborate. Share the list with them digitally, right? And ask them to add people items that they have taken care of or assign them people to take care of and even share which gifts they could take care of as well as how much you want to spend on certain people, right? So if there's certain gifts like, hey, can you go grab this at this store for this person? And then talking about budget, parties, Talk about what you're going to bring as a gift. What is the expectation of the family hosting the party? How long are you going to stay? Talk about this. Do you need them to stay by you if if the people at the party are people that you're not familiar with? 
talk about that. And if that changes during the party, like you feel totally comfortable, then you can just let them know, hey, you can do, go talk to your friends. I am having a great time talking to people I don't know. I know that many of us feel awkward sharing our our desires. I think that honestly, a lot of us just think that our partner should know what our desires are and what our insecurities are. The party example, expecting your spouse to stay by your side if that's what you want. Instead of like communicating that, you know, I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure how this is going to go. So could you just make me feel comfortable? And really just sharing that. If you're not, (laughs) guess what that's going to lead to? Constant disappointment. So maybe start out the conversation by asking your spouse what their expectations are for the holidays. They might not even know what you're talking about, right? So bring it up, bring up specifics. Maybe you're thinking about the tree or lighting the house. Maybe you have ideas for what you want to do, but you open the conversation up by asking what their thoughts are. Do they have some opinions? Include them in the process. And if they don't share anything, then just share yours and ask what they think. This is what I was thinking. What do you think? Do you expect them to help you out? Or would you really love them to help you out? Let them know, like, I would love this to be something we do together. It would make me feel so loved by you. And then after these conversations, you might reconsider your expectations, what you then work on doing is co-creating your own family traditions, right? Something that the two of you share as special. An example is Christmas cards. It's something I really like to do, and maybe it's something you like to do. Or maybe you do it because your parents did it, or your friends did it, and you feel like It's something that is expected of you. This is where you really want to decide. Are you doing it just to check it off? Or are you doing it because you really want to? You want to do it because you want to do it, right? It shouldn't be like everybody expects it. If you're going to do it, enjoy it. I have taken time to really consider why I send out cards. I do it because I enjoy it. I actually, I started printing out photo collages and sticking them inside of cards way before it became a thing. (laughs) This, you know, like getting everybody's cards with the pictures on them and like a pre-printed signature. And yeah, it's something that I was doing so many years ago when Shandy was little. And I love writing a little handwritten note to each person I send a card to. To me, it's meaningful. And it's also a time to look through the photos from the year, remember what happened as I go through and write the cards. And Jeff and I tend to do a lot of it together, not all of it. 
We might talk about the people we're sending a card to in a loving way, of course, and then talk about the photos that are on there. We might use conversation cards. To me, it's meaningful. And when it's a bother, when I start thinking I have to do this, I pause and I remind myself why I do this. There is no written rule saying that I need to. Remember, Nothing is necessary, even if someone else thinks it is. And everyone has a different opinion. You get to have your own. I think it's important to decide together with your spouse what is important for your family and start your own set of traditions and own them. But first, you'll have to be willing to have the conversations to decide what those traditions will look like. Each and every one of us has different cultural traditions. So even if you're from the same ethnic culture, right? So you need to decide how you're going to create your own traditions. Generations change and for sure, you may have traditions that you want to carry on and maybe your spouse does too. But what is most important is that you share them and you cherish them. So what about you? What about you and your household? What conversations do you need to have about expectations? What resentments might you be harboring over the load you're taking on and the apparent lack of interest that you might be assuming about your partner? This is a perfect opportunity to invite them into a conversation and let it be awkward and clunky. That's where you start. The sooner you start practicing, the sooner things will get easier. And you might be pleasantly surprised by the response you get from your spouse. That's what I have. Have an amazing holiday and I will chat with you next week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you. (laughs) 